This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. You're listening to AWOD Weekend Radio. I'm Adam Epstein. Joining me today, special guest, Cody Shuck. Cody Betts, what's going on, man? Man, you guys got to follow us on Twitter, at AWOD Radio. Yes, sir. at Cody Shook underscore. Let's do it. Use the hashtag AWOD and Cody Show to get in touch with us. Or you can call in throughout the show, 1-800-636-1067. Took a lot of phone calls there about the Washington football team name that is now the Washington Commanders. But there's a game tonight for the Washington Wizards against the Phoenix Suns. And joining us right now to discuss that all and more on the hotline is Chase Hughes of NBC Sports Washington. Chase, what's going on, bud? Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Cody. How are you today, man? Good morning. Happy Saturday. Yeah, to you too. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Getting ready to see the Wizards take on uh, the Phoenix Suns tonight, who might be the best team in the NBA. So they're coming off a, a big win against the Sixers, but it's going to be tough tonight for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually a big fan of the Suns. i got to be honest with you. They're pretty much my my Western Conference team because I've always loved Chris Paul and uh, just such a just a spectacular person and point guard. I mean, just uh, from what I, all I hear, he's just one of the best guys around the NBA to talk to. I love him in those commercials, even with his kids. I mean, Chris Paul is going to be excellent. Is he going to put on a show tonight? Are you expecting uh, a, a huge performance from CP3? Uh, yes, I definitely expect a big performance from uh, CP3. You know, it's interesting. Um, we were talking to Wes Unsell Jr. yesterday about the Wizards defense, and we all know it's been disappointing this year. But what's interesting is that they kind of force their opponents into shooting in the mid-range, which is where they want them to shoot from. They take away three-point shots. They give up a ton of volume in the mid-range. And that's where Chris Paul's at his best. And Wes Unsell Jr. You know, said that yesterday. He's like, I've seen this guy win playoff games purely by shooting from the mid-range. So it's going to be a style uh, for the Wizards that I think is going to play right into Chris Paul's hands. And that's going to be very difficult. So we'll see how they can manage that. Chase, the trade deadline is, up, is approaching. And things are already starting. Oh, my gosh. Norman Powell is heading to the Clippers. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, obviously that's not a big trade, but it has begun. There are things, I mean, I, I actually looked at that trade last night and said, Eric Bledsoe, Norman Powell, I expect, you know, one of those guys involved in that trade to be on another team, you know, later on, whether they're, you know, dropped or traded again. Cause I think both those guys could be pieces on a championship contending team. Uh, but what was your thoughts here on, you know, the beginning of, you know, the trade deadline trades happening and what do you expect for Washington? Are you hearing anything uh, new? Well, that trade, I was just surprised that the Blazers gave up as much as they did for what they got. I thought Robert yeah. Covington and Norman Powell were two players. First of all, Covington, I thought, could help the Wizards. I mean, I did a trade story recently looking at guys around the league 
that they could target, and he was on there um, because he's like 6'9", 6'10". He's a good defender, can defend multiple positions, and he can shoot threes, and that's like exactly what the Wizards need. And, you know, maybe you could get him. He's been playing pretty well lately and not have to give as much up that you would for like a Jeremy Grant or something. So I think the Clippers made out really well on that trade. I think the Blazers are, uh, you know, they got kind of a questionable front office situation. They're the Wizards of the West, man. Yeah, they are. And uh, I don't know what direction they're going. You know, maybe they're just trying to tank a little bit and turn it over to Anthony Simons uh, down the rest of the season uh, and try to, you know, maybe transition into a new era while Damian Lillard's out due to an injury. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. But as far as the Wizards go, um, I really think DeMontis Sabonis is a guy that they need to consider going after. Uh, you know, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. I don't think trading for him on its own makes them contenders this year. I think the, the top tier of the, the Eastern Conference is, is still too far away for them to close that gap with one move. But I think it gets them a lot closer. I mean, he's a two-time All-Star, 25 years old. I think if you get him, pair him with Bradley Beal, then maybe you're like uh, halfway to where the Chicago Bulls were before they built the contender that they have now. And by that, I mean, you know, they got really aggressive and traded a lot for Nikola Vucevic with the Orlando Magic. And he's a very similar player to DeMontis Sabonis. But as you saw, you know, at the time, it was like, okay, well, maybe the Bulls could be pretty good. And then, boom, they get DeRozan, they get Lonzo Ball, and all of a sudden they're one of the best teams in the league. So I think the Wizards could make themselves – uh, put themselves in a lot better position if they got a player like that. I think it's up to whether they're willing to get aggressive enough because I think they're going to have to part with some young players, and they, they haven't wanted to do that. They've, all, they've been all about developing young players in this sort of new era under Tommy Shepard. Chase, I want to ask you a question about the rotation and whether you think there are too many players playing on a nightly basis. Well, I think that's been a problem for a while for the Wizards, but I think you're starting to see them cut it down a little bit uh, you know, they went from three centers to two. Uh, Daniel Gafford was out yeah, of the that, mix Chase, for a little bit. Yeah, that's a bad move, in my opinion. Like, what do we – the three-headed monster was working last year, and, I mean, like, I don't think that was a good move. Uh, uh, that's all I'll say. Well, I mean, Daniel Gafford is not the guy that I probably would have removed from the rotation if defense was the issue. Uh, right. And, he, you know, the last game he played before he got benched, he had 12 points in 12 minutes, so he'd been scoring, too. Um, so the Wizards took him out. Uh, they want to see Thomas Bryant play with the starters. Um, so there's still a lot of moving pieces, even though they've cut the rotation down. But they've got guys like Aaron Holiday and Hall Neto out of the rotation. Davis Bertans is out of the rotation. So they're, they're kind of in the process of cutting it down, but I still think they haven't found the right combinations that work for them, even yeah. though, of course, they did just win a, a, good, a, a big game the other night. But, you know, before that, they lost six straight, which was their longest losing streak since the bubble. And if you, you look at losing streaks outside of the Orlando bubble, it was their longest losing streak since 2015. So a lot of moving pieces right now. Uh, short answer is they're trying to cut it down. They just haven't found the right combination yet. Yeah, you mentioned Thomas Bryant. I want to focus in on that. I've been a fan of his for a while. I think he's on a good contract. I'm kind of feeling like this is what he is. I, I, I get it. He's coming back from injury. I I don't I don't see his game as being a, a game that you can he could be your starting center in an Eastern Conference team that's a top six seed. I, so that's my kind of I would move Thomas Bryant is what I'm saying. I like Gafford's game. You paid him. I think he can bump with the big centers. I want to keep Harrell because I think he's the energy guy off the bench. You know he's a fan favorite. He's gonna you know he's single handedly brought them back into several games this year with his hustle and energy. I would move Thomas Bryant. 
Well, he's on an expiring deal, as you alluded to, just like Montrez Harrell. So uh, the Wizards are trying to figure out what they have in him because he was out for a long time with his ACL injury. Yeah. And he looked – I thought he looked really good at the start when he was in a backup role. Then they take Daniel Gafford out of the rotation. They say they want to get Thomas Bryant in with the starters and see what they have with him uh, with the starting five. And he hasn't been able to have the same success. And I think it's a further illustration is what you said. He's probably best in a backup role, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, look at Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell, I think throughout the course of his career, everyone has realized that he's much better as a sixth man than he is as a starting five because he's out there and he just kills it against the second unit of opposing teams. Um, Thomas Bryant might be the same way. You know, he's an efficient scorer. He can shoot threes. Not a great defensive player, but he's got some positive attributes. It's just it's a different story when you put him out there in the starting lineup and he's got to defend uh, starting five. So I think that, you know, if they did want to sort of showcase him and, and, you know, get him some numbers before they try to trade him before the trade deadline, you know, maybe they want to put him back on the bench because I think he was better suited in that role. And I think he could be a really good bench player for a long time. Can you give us the latest on Rui and what we're supposed to expect from him as he moves forward? He's about to play in his 13th game of the season. Yeah, so Rui Hachimura, uh, he was out for a long time, as we all know, for personal reasons. And he came back, and, you know, he's been a little bit rusty. uh, But I think lately he's looked more and more sharp, particularly off the dribble. He's making a lot more plays, you know, where he's creating uh, opportunities for himself off the dribble. He had a nice drive into the lane and a left-handed hook shot against the Sixers the other night. And I think he's becoming more comfortable defensively. And Wes Unsell Jr. is uh, gaining a lot of trust in his abilities defensively because he's versatile, uh, he's got good size, and he can switch. And he's kind of established some, some combinations with him and Denny Avdi and Kyle Kuzma that have worked for the Wizards. I think the thing that has stood out the most to me about Rui Hachimura so far is that his three-point shot looks better. It's too early to say, okay, it's, it's way better. We've got to see the percentages play out over time. But he's got more arc on his three-point shot. He looks more confident. He's talked about it. Uh, Wes Unsell Jr. has talked about it. I've seen it in practice. Um, his three-point shot looks a lot better. And, you know, there's still a lot of things he's got to do to add to his offensive game to really unlock that. He's got to be able to knock him down off the dribble. But I think that's a great sign for his trajectory moving forward. Chase, we're up against the trade deadline in a few weeks here. I mean, it's right around the corner. There's going to be moves made around the league because a lot of teams feel like, hey, this is our chance to go all in. Maybe it's the Bulls. Maybe it's the Grizzlies. I mean, there's a lot of teams, Lakers, Nets, that will be making moves. I actually think there's a good chance that Harden gets dealt to the Sixers. I think there's a good chance uh, that John Collins gets traded out of the, uh, away from Atlanta. I'm expecting big trades to happen this deadline. With Washington, why are they putting out like why why are they saying publicly we don't want to trade Bradley Beal like shouldn't you keep that in house why and then what do you expect to happen? Well, the Wizards have just basically not changed their stance. I don't, they've maintained this uh, sort of stance with when it comes to Bradley Beal that they want to keep him long term. Right. They didn't the watch the Sixers would... game. They didn't win. Watch us win without him. <laughs> yeah, they're seven and four without Bradley Beal at this point. Um, but that's yeah, better than keep... their overall record. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. It is. Uh, yeah, they want to keep Bradley Beal. They see him as uh, much more uh, of the guy that we saw last year who was an all-NBA player and scored 30 points a game uh, the year before that as well. They think that's the player that he's more closer to than he's been this season, which, by the way, his numbers are down this year, but it's only in 40 games. He's missed 
some time. He's been in and out of the lineup because of COVID protocols. Right now, it's a left wrist injury. He's only 28 years old. So I think the way the Wizards see it is he's, he's an all-NBA player. That means he's a top 15 guy in the league. He's only 28. Um, he doesn't have an injury history. He doesn't have any character red, red flags where it's like, okay, this guy's not compatible with other players chemistry-wise. I think they think that it's a relatively sound investment, even though you're going to give him the largest contract in NBA history. Yeah. But well, Chase, Chase are... that's, what I, that's exactly what I want to focus in on. In your opinion, based on the NBA salaries today, I, I know they're, they're large, all right? So maybe the audience members won't understand. I mean, you know, guys are making $40 million, $30 million. Give me a number on Bradley Beal, not, not due to the situation here in Washington, based on his value to the team, his worth in the game. Well, they're going to have to give him a Supermax contract, which is like 35% of the cap. I think if it was just purely the value, it'd probably be a little bit lower than that, you know, like 30% or something. Like but what What number would you say if I'm if I'm kind of like comparing it with other per-year salaries? Like uh, Steph Curry, you, Russell Westbrook, and all those. Yeah, ideally, you know, maybe the, the mid to high 30s, and you're going to have to pay him in the 40s. So you're going to have to, right. you know, it's a very similar situation. I would compare it to like the NFL with quarterbacks. Um, the next quarterback that's up for a deal is going to get the biggest contract, right? But you wait six months, you wait 12 months, someone else is going to get a bigger deal. That's just the way it goes. It's the timing. And if you're an all-NBA player like he is, uh, and it's your time, you're going to get probably the biggest contract. But, you know, wait a few years, and he's not going to be the highest-paid player in the league. So I think it's kind of like that. You pay him now, and then, you know, maybe the deal looks better as it it moves on. And also I would say I think the Wizards have already seen that they've – that you can trade supermax deals uh, if a guy can keep some semblance of value um, as a player. They've traded John Wall. They've traded Russell Westbrook. And Bradley Beal doesn't have the injury history of John Wall. He doesn't have the compatibility issues of either of those guys. So, you know, two years from now, if it doesn't work out, I think you could still get a, a pretty substantial return if you do sign him now. So I think that's a factor that people need to consider just because, you know, you sign him now doesn't mean you can't trade him when he's 30. He's still only going to be 30 years old. He might have several years left in his prime at that point. That's a good point. That's Chase Hughes of NBC Sports Washington. Wizards, Suns tonight. What is the latest with the injury report before we let you go here? Thomas Bryant practiced yesterday. He's going to play tonight. He missed the last game with a right ankle sprain. Uh, that's the, the big news to know. Uh, Bradley Beal's making progress. Swelling's down in his left wrist, but he will not play. Have you seen the actual swelling in the wrist? Just for people that are questioning it. <laughs> I have not. Okay. I have not. But, I, look, I, I appreciate a good sports conspiracy theory. I think the Wizards would be risking getting trouble with getting in trouble with the league if they were hiding some injuries <laughs> at the trade deadline. So I don't, I don't buy it. <laughs> That's Chase Hughes. I'm Adam Epstein and Cody Shuck here on 106.7 The Fan. We'll be back after this quick commercial break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Saturday morning here on The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. That's Cody Shook. Awad and Cody Betts here on The Fan. And we just had a little argument during the commercial break about Chipotle. Is it losing its hype as the best fast casual spot? I mean, like for me in high school, it was like the go-to. Like you would you would skip lunch to go to Chipotle or the bell would ring at 2 and you would go straight to Chipotle at 2.15. That was my spot. Right. I would go there a lot. I mean, then they came out with like the rewards thing. If you came like ten times, you would you'd be able to get a free burrito. I mean, that yep. was awesome. They don't I do that anymore. That. They don't. Now and they can't... also don't have the fat burritos like they used to. Right. Like the I mean, I used to say like extra rice, no beans, low extra meat, low extra cheese, and they'd have to double roll it. It's not the way it used to be. They raised the prices, lowered the quality. They did. I, Michael uh, Irving has a great quote where he said, We're losing recipes. I think we're losing good Chipotle burrito rollers. They're going extinct. Bur- burrito ristas? Like barista in a, at a... Burrito ristas? We're losing good burrito rollers. The last three times I've went, it's been spilling out of the tinfoil. It's been that bad. I mean, that doesn't happen to me, but that's hilarious. I've had hilarious. to eat with a fork the last two times I've went. <laughs> they are... You, you agree, Donald? So I just wanted to chime in. You were saying extra meat, right? I remember going to Chipotle. You didn't even have to ask for extra meat, and they would give you a nice big scoop. Now they just, like, sprinkle, like, three, four pieces of steak or chicken or whatever. Right. So you have to ask for the extra meat. And then even with that, it's still not. So where do you weigh in on this debate? Do you think it's losing its hype? Yeah, yeah. And I think the longer it's been out, too, people are just kind of used to it. Because I remember when Chipotle, like, first came out, and it was the hype. And like you said, the rewards, Cody, and everything. So I think it is the train like the is slowing lines. down. I just remember yeah, the lines, after the high lines. school. Like I went to South County, you'd go and you'd go to the Burke Chipotle. You'd see people from like Braddock, Robinson. It was like the place to be. You'd hang out there. You know, you'd get yourself a water cup. You're filling that thing up with Sprite. Well, we I didn't all do know. That. Uh, but you're a criminal. <laughs> it's like I think part of the reason is all these other places are opening up, like Cava. 
right? Yeah. Um, roti is a good one that I like. But I, do, I still love Chipotle. I still go there, you know, once or twice a week, but it's not the same as it used to be. Is there a other place that you'd pick? Maybe like an and pizza or something? Like I'm talking fast casual. So not like a McDonald's, Burger King, but like a Subway kind of. I think Subway's still probably number two for me. Chipotle's really? obviously number one. You guys... So you are the producer of B. Mitch and Finley. Yeah. You guys do Subway like twice a week. That's because it's really close. And that's only on days that B. Mitch doesn't eat because he doesn't eat Subway. <laughs> so like if he brings his own food, yeah. I'll run down to uh, Subway, get us some cookies. The guy knows me now. He hooks me up with an extra cookie every day. Oh. I mean, it's it's great. So we also do Chipotle, but it's been raining all week. Uh, mm. So I didn't want to walk that far. We do Five Guys a lot. But five I, Guys. See, Five Guys would be better than Chipotle in my opinion. As far as like fast casual. Right. But I can't continue to take out extra mortgages on my parents' home to pay for five guys. Well, also, you it's know, expensive. it's fatty with those fries and yeah. everything. That's the thing. is, I think that's why Chipotle was so popular is that you kind of felt like, oh, I'm being healthy. You thought that. Right. And, and now, you looked at it. Now it's like if you're really being healthy, you're going to Chopped. Right. You're, you're actually going to a salad place. Right. Not Chipotle and getting a salad with extra meat and guac. Right. I, I totally agree. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I still love a good Chipotle burrito. Last time, last few times, uh, I've been getting the quesadilla. Do you like the, the quesadilla on the menu? Mullins gets it every time we get it, but yeah. I've never tried. It's good because it's something about their cheese. It's just I love their cheese. It's very good when it's melted. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm probably gonna get it for lunch. Oh, I'm now. I'm craving Chipotle. Now you're craving it. So. All right. I. I pro you know what? I might get it for lunch too. And, and you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give them extra money. I'm gonna get that chips and guac. I am not gonna give them extra money. Do you not? You don't like chips and guac? I do, but I'm not paying for all that. It's, sometimes it's worth it for me. I just, I don't know. Am I fat, Donald? That I need chips and guac and a burrito just doesn't fill me up sometimes. No, I don't think it's fat, but I, I'm kind of on Cody's side a little bit. I, it's the prices have gone up too much for me. I'm not giving them any extra. Guac isn't worth it. That's for like, you. Not, it's like ten not, bucks. I now. like guac. I love guac, but not. I don't need to get it from Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many other places to get it. Yeah, no, it's a good point. All right, coming up next, Matthew Paris, and we want to ask him about the quarterback situation in Washington. We can also take some phone calls, 1-800-636-1067. Heineke versus Garoppolo. If you got to choose, who would you take? I would argue for Garoppolo. Neither. No, no, no. Garoppolo's the better quarterback than Taylor Heineke. No, he's not. He's got more experience. He's got bigger wins. He's got a better arm. He's if, getting paid 25 they, times more than Heineke if they, to do the same thing. If they got into a race, I think it would be close. I think Garoppolo like might a, win. Like a foot race? Like a foot race. No, he wouldn't. I don't think That would Heineke, be like me versus you. I, Not even close. Heineke's tiny. So? He gets hurt all the time. Do, Jimmy G doesn't? He's he played playing, with a sprained he's shoulder. He's playing in and playoff a, games every year. He's, he's had a sprained shoulder and sprained thumb. He's and you're telling me he doesn't get injured? He missed the whole season. twice and one Super Bowl. He missed the whole season. If the San Francisco 49ers hold on, hold had a secondary on, hold that on. could catch the ball, hold on. they'd be in the Super Bowl. NFC Matthew title Stafford game? Lost that you game. want to talk NFC title game? Yeah. Against the Packers two years ago? You know what his stat line was? What was it? Six for eight for 77 yards. Yeah, Taylor Heineke was taking classes at ODU two years ago. I'm going with the NFL quarterback every day. He didn't throw for 100 yards in a playoff game. Belichick got sice for him. That's enough for me. He got so sice that he traded him. Well, he played them for a year because of, out of necessity. And they, how many games did they win? No idea. I think they, he was he better than Matt Castle. He traded them away. I'm a Jimmy G guy. All right, you and shouldn't I, be. I will forever be a Jimmy G guy. You shouldn't be. All right. Well, we'll find out. Let's hear from the callers. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. We'll also be joined by Matthew Paris after this quick commercial break.
Welcome back to the fan. You're listening to Awad and Cody here on a Saturday morning. Talking about the Washington football team and joining us on the hotline right now is a very special guest of the show. That's Matthew Parrish, who covers the Washington Commanders for the Washington Times. What's going on, Matt? Hey, thanks for having me. Yep, first time we're having you on the show and calling you the Washington Commanders beat reporter. Uh, what did you make of the events this week? Right, it took me a day to update my uh, Twitter profile. <laughs> <up> and <laughs> I wasn't used to it either. But, you know, I, I thought it was fine. The, the rollout was a little bit underwhelming just because I think everyone for the last month or so could kind of look around and guess that it was going to be commanders just based on all the speculation and all the buzz around it. But, you know, they did some things while driving around the city to hand out merch to fans was nice. Um, I wasn't at the fan event last night, but, you know, to have that, uh, was a good idea. Just it's too bad it rained. Um, yeah. Hey Matt, Andy, do, yeah, you, do you think that the rollout, the reveal, the fan base would have liked it better if it was a better kept secret? You know, if if everyone thought it was actually going to be Red Wolves, and then when they said Commanders, we were blown away or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's. I, I don't. I, I think it was smart for them to roll to to rule out names gradually. Uh, you know, if everyone thought it was Red Wolves and then it was Commanders, then people would probably be mad. But, you know, it, it was – I could see – I think people were expecting something bigger than what it ended up being. And it was also, it was also just how they um, reacted to the logo and stuff. Like, the logo is fine. I think the jerseys are pretty nice. But um, it, it's just kind of doing it on the Today Show rather than in front of a whole crowd. You know, it was just – there were a lot of things, small things, that kind of added up to. I, I could see why people were upset, and I see uh, why other people maybe just looked at it and shrugged, or, or even liked it. You know, it, it was divisive. Hey, Matt, is there one thing that you wish they would have done differently over the past two years? Over the past two years, with or? this name, <laughs> with this name uh, rebrand and everything. Yeah, you know, it's hard to think of one right now, just off the top of my head. I mean, it's. Like, I think kind of the mistake that they made is, you know, once they announced, all right, the name is coming out at, on February 2nd, that, that's when you, by giving people a month's notice, it, it, you increase your chance for leaks at that point. Because with a big rollout like this, so many people, like, are, are put in the loop and help prepare things, and then that increases the chances something leaks out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I think that's what I would say is uh, yeah. the month's lead time. Yeah, like I like I guarantee Brian Mitchell knew the answer. Like he wouldn't tell you on B. Mitchell Finley Cody. Like every single day he was saying, no, I don't know. I think he was playing it cool. I, I almost guarantee you he knew it was Commanders. Right. Because Heine, did you see Heineke was interviewed by Big Cat and PFT and he right. knew it was Commanders? Yeah, what I, what I find it funny is they have all these videos that they've been putting out. Right. Well, they have quotes and stuff of the legends talking in these videos. Well, they had to make them before this came out. Right. So they had to know what, what they were talking about. Yeah. Uh, Matt, yeah, Matt, hey, how about this debate? We just had it earlier in the show. Jimmy Garoppolo or Taylor Heineke, who's the better quarterback? Who, who, who would have more success here in D.C.? Well, that's an interesting question because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably the better quarterback. I agree. But... Taylor Heineke might be better for Scott Turner's system. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I get a little nervous with Jimmy G in terms of, you know, you look at what Scott Turner likes to do. He likes 
for his quarterbacks to push the ball down the field, to throw it to the sidelines. Now, that's something that Taylor Heineke can't do that well either, but at least he has the legs element to be able to scramble and extend plays to improvise. And I don't know how much of that is in Jimmy Garoppolo's game either. So, you know, it, he wouldn't be the worst option in the world, but I, I don't, it just really depends on what the cost would be to acquire him. And I'd certainly look elsewhere first. Um, before trying to to have that conversation. You're listening to Awad and Cody on 106.7 The Fan, our guest right now on the hotline, Matthew Paris. Matthew, you know, in every organization, franchise, or, you know, even just like a radio station wants to develop and get better, they come up with a three-step plan. You know, everyone has a three-step plan. Can you come up with a three-step plan for this defense to get back to where it was? I mean, do you trust in Jack Del Rio to get the guys going again? Obviously, Jamin Davis needs to be better. Landon Collins needs to be more consistent. Give me a three-step plan for this defense. Yeah, you know, I think it starts up front, and, you know, the defensive line was supposed to be the strength of this team. So if you're, if it's going to do that, <laughs> if it's going to be that, then develop and make sure those guys are producing at a high level. Um, make sure that they're understanding the techniques and, and adjust, too, you know. I think part of Washington's problem was they waited so long to they, they relied on four-man pressure um, to begin the year, and they didn't start blitzing until later. And they actually started to have success um, when they started blitzing more. So be able to adapt earlier, um, and then address the linebacker spot would be number two because Jamie Davis was a disaster at time. They need a middle linebacker, and I still have a and three would be addressed the secondary as well because as much money as they're spending at the quarterback position and at safety, you know, I, I don't think they're ultimately settled there. And so that would be, those would be the three adapt faster linebacker quarterback. You touched on the defensive line a little bit there, how it was supposed to be the strength. I want to know what you make of Jonathan Allen in a picture with Russell Wilson. <laughs> well, it's a uh, fun speculation. I mean, Russell Wilson is from the Virginia area, from Richmond. Um, I just don't see why the Seahawks would trade him, to be honest. I mean, and it doesn't seem like the, the buzz is as strong as Russell Wilson wanting out as it was last year. And, you know, there's still time for this stuff to develop. But, you know, they were at the Pro Bowl together. I'm sure they knew what they were doing. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think Seattle sees that and says, oh, man, we better trade him to Washington. Do you think there's any other recruiting going on? Is Jonathan Allen going to anybody else saying, hey, come on over to Washington or anything like that? I don't think Jonathan Allen's that guy, but I would love that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. he doesn't strike me as that guy. I mean, I would be really shocked if he was the one leading the campaign. Maybe he'd say something, hey, like, so come play with us, but I don't think he's tech. I don't think he got Russell Wilson's number and is texting him uh, pretty frequently saying he should demand a trade to Washington. So... Obviously, in free agency, Washington's going to need to do better than what they did last year with Curtis Samuel. Uh, I think they need to go after another wide receiver. I expect them to do that in the draft. Uh, but is there a name in free agency that you like out there to help out this offense? Maybe it's a running back, a tight end, or a wide receiver. Yeah, if they wanted to swing big, I really like Allen Robinson. Yeah, I've um, heard that a lot, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy that's kind of intrigued me. I grew up in Chicago, so I've watched a lot of him over the years. Um, 
other than that, I mean, it's not really a great. It's not really a great free agent class, I and mean, I would look more at the the trade market uh, mm. um, for quarterback in particular. But um, you know, I, I do think they need to add a veteran pass rusher as much as their young guys um, kind of came along last year. So whether that's, I don't know. I mean, Ryan Kerrigan will be a free agent again, but I don't think that, <laughs> I think, that, I think that ship has sailed, but yeah. you know, something, a third guy, like a Melvin Ingram type, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. They, I think they have over 50 million in cap space. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll make any sort of big move, a lot of little moves or just stay quiet like they have in the past? Yeah. You know, there's it. They like they're going to have to use some of that cap space to address, you know, if a, if for a quarterback like let's say they bring in uh, Derek Carr, for instance, you know, he's near the end of his deal, so they're going to have to save some of that to start extending these guys. So I, I don't know how aggressive they're going to be in free agency. I mean, if there's one year spend. to do it, you might as well do it the year you rebrand. All right. Right, right, and but that's the thing too, right? Is Dan Snyder said it was a new era, and when it's spending aggressively and, and making a splash, when it that invokes memories of the old Dan Snyder, you know, like, I, I think they want to build this the, the right way, and I, I think they like where their roster is out. Maybe that is positioning, and it's all kind of you know they're just talking themselves into their roster, but they say they like their roster, and I don't know, you know, you're going to have to address Brandon Sheriff's. Uh, absence too when he leaves and a guy I like there is Lincoln Tomlinson I know he plays in a different scheme in San Francisco but I thought he had a really nice year for them so you're listening to Adam and Cody here on the fan Matthew Paris commander's beat reporter for the Washington Times you know writers are always slick with their short sentences or you know nicknames or coming up with slang terms or shorter terms how are you going to be writing Washington Commanders? Certainly, you're not going to be writing Washington Commanders every single time. I mean, I thought I thought I like WFC. I still kind of like DCFC. Uh, I just I do not like Take Command. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I had a chance to ask Jason Wright about this, and I asked him what he preferred and he didn't give me a good answer you know he said he'd let the fans decide <laughs> i pointed out that people were right like we're calling them commies and he's like well that, that those are just jokes and it's like well okay yeah but so i you know I the team's been a joke going, how about that you know <laughs> yeah i think commies is going to stick i'm not going to refer them to them <laughs> as that but uh i bet we see a lot of that yeah. over the next few months. i think we'll see manders i think we'll see durs yes. i think we'll see uh the dot com team we're going to see a bunch of crap. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for your time, man. I appreciate you hopping on the show. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. Yep, you're listening to Awad and Cody here on The Fan. Cody, your final segment of your first time hosting. What do you want to talk about, man? Man, I really don't even know. this. I can't believe these two and a half hours are almost they over. They flew by. But the callers today were fantastic. Yeah, they were. It, it shows you that you know any idiot can do a radio show if you get callers. It just It, it just flows, man. Those are from your your Those mouth, my not, my, yeah, yeah. not no, me. I'm I didn't idiot. say that. I'm I didn't the say idiot, okay. not you. You know, I'm the one that brought the junkies my C plus paper and said, you know, boom, how you like that essay? They didn't. Incredible. <laughs> All right, you're listening to Awad and Cody final segment on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Selling a little. 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to The Fan. I hope you've enjoyed the AWOD and Cody show. You can follow us on social media at AWOD Radio. And Cody Shook underscore. Cody Shook underscore. And your nickname is Cody Betts. Cody Betts, yep. Who started that? Cakes from the Junkies. It was Uh like one of my first first days in with the Junkies. And none of them were in. It was during the pandemic still. Yeah. And Drab was out for two weeks. I filled in with Valdez. And they said, come stand in front of the, the camera. Mm-hmm. And I did. And then they were just joning a little bit. And uh, EB said, probably said, it looks like a donk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's their favorite thing. But that reminded me, uh, you actually have a really funny story where you were going to the Cakes class. Like, you yeah. wanted to work for this station yep. before it happened. You kind of manifested it. Yeah. Back in, like, 2018, 2019, the Cakes Classics got started. It was just a poker tournament where Cakes from the Junkies it's his tournament, and uh, I went every month. 
And I would try my best to sit next to Cakes. However, it ha- say, happened. Hey, can, I, can I get an internship? And I and I talked to him a few times, and we still reminisce about that. Like this is some donk at the at the poker table saying he wants to work at one hundred six seven. And um, I mean, I graduated with two degrees in communications and stuff, so I was qualified from Syracuse. Uh, no, from West Liberty University. Now I got my master's from Syracuse. Oh, you got your master's from Syracuse. Yes, just okay. graduated in December. So so, that, so I thought you were like partying at Syracuse for no, four years. No, I went to uh, West Liberty University D two school, played baseball, ah, and I just got my master's from Syracuse. And you pitched? Y- yes, because I saw you. You were like still pitching. You posted <laughs> like a tournament, an adult, yeah, adult baseball league. You won that championship, didn't you? Yep, pitched nine innings in that game. I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I uh, I'm very interested in pitchers. Like, so tell me, like, what what's your favorite pitch to throw, and like, how do you? When you're gripping a baseball, like when you just pick up a baseball, like what grip do you grab? Is it a curveball? Like usually four seam. Usually four seam grip. Okay. Usually, but uh, my favorite pitch is a curveball because I don't, I'm a smaller guy, you know, in stature. Mm. I'm only like five nine. Huge thighs. <laughs> so I don't throw. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't throw very hard. So the curveball, you got to keep the people guessing. Yeah. Start start the count off with the with the curveball. Then then they have no idea what's coming. Did you hit in college too? No, no. Or I about high school. Sort of, but no, not well. So you like never thought like I'm a hitter. You I was, was just never always a, a pitcher. Yeah, I was never a hitter. Just not very good. This but. is so intriguing to me. What, what was the highest you ever... Did you ever hit 90? No, 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 no. I think I hit 84 in the fall. Mm. Something like that. Interesting. Good stuff, man. Yeah. So, so you're just a huge baseball fan. And, then- yep. and uh, But back to uh, working with Cakes and stuff. That I mean, that was cool because I just networking, stuff like that. And we always talk. He's like, dude, there's no way you'll ever work here. Pretty much in the back of his mind, right? Right, right. But then I show up one day. And he's like, I, I know that guy. <laughs> I sat next to him at a poker tournament. <laughs> at my own poker tournament. Right. And uh, yeah, so like I, I've been working here a year. and uh, So you filled awesome. in on the junkies. You've done, you've, I'm pretty sure you've done every show. You've done 980. Yep. But now you're like on B. Mitch and Finley every day. Yep. I uh, produce for B. Mitch and Finley. I run the social media accounts and uh, get to talk every once in a while. Yeah. No, you, uh, you, you talk a lot on the show. Yeah. I, the, I listen. The guys are awesome. JP, B. Mitch. I mean, they really try to include me in Landfill. Uh, they're awesome. So one of the things I, I've always liked about their show is that they include the producers a lot. Like before you, Stallion was a big part right? of their show. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. They're trying to include everybody. I mean, it's all for fun. You know, try to get the fans involved as much as possible. Yeah. Um, just like we did today. I mean, the callers were great. Callers were fantastic so, today, man. They've really made this show float yep. fly by. It was a it was a great first show for me. Working with you was awesome. So thank you everybody it. out there. Yeah. So uh, Pro Bowl tomorrow and then the Super Bowl in a week. Um uh, Early thoughts? Do you have a prediction? I want the Bengals to win. You do want the Bengals. It'd to be win. like the Cowboys winning, right? The the Rams are my rival as a 49er fan. I want the Bengals to win. I don't want the Rams to win. I want LA. Well, JP put on a bet plus eleven hundred to win the Super Bowl Rams yeah. before the season, so he's buying lunch if they win. So it's a win win for That's me. That's dope. I would love a Von Miller MVP. Yeah, look at those odds. I mean, he, I know it would make it two. Yeah. I don't think it'd be. He'd probably be the only defense player to ever have two MVPs. Uh, maybe I would have to look. Yeah, we'll but have could... to look it up. You've been listening to 106.7 The Fan, the AWOD and Cody Show. I'm Adam Epstein. That's Cody Shook. Follow us on Twitter at AWOD Radio at Cody Shook underscore. Peace out. We'll see you next week on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.